Hello and welcome to episode number 166 of Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This, a podcast about video games. My name is Cole Ross and I am your host and I am joined via Skype tonight by Dennis Furia, David Meiswith, Ben Merkel. And we have a lot of stuff to get through today, fellas, so why don't we cut the banter and get right to the important stuff and ask, what have all of us been playing? Does anybody want to volunteer to go first? I will. Okay. Because I have very little. Attaboy. All right. (laughs) Sometimes I like to test you by just not saying anything. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I've played a little bit of Borderlands 2. We've covered most of that, however. Um, I beat the game for a third time with an an assassin. Um, So, so yeah, so that's twice with the... uh, the commando and once with the assassin. So, it was moderately fun, was, but now, I, but now you're done. Kinda, yeah, it, yeah, diminishing returns. That's, so do you have do you a character? Do you have a character to play with uh, with groups anymore? Because I, I know we were sure. playing that that together, and uh, so we need to find an appropriately leveled character yeah. to play with now. Yeah, I think my levels are like fifty, thirty something, sixteen. 13 and three. So I I have one of each character at each of those. Um, So yeah, so I can still hop on with one of those or grind to get them in the right buffer zone or whatever. Um, But yeah, so that game's fine. I mean, you know, I encourage you to beat it at least once. The story's at least good the first time you beat it. Uh, Dennis, I see you're approaching uh, kind of the end of it, right? Maybe. Yeah, I'm I'm level 23. Um, I'm to the I'm to the part where just you get a thousand different side quests all at once. Okay. okay. Uh, before you go do like the three impossible things or whatever. So okay. I'm kind of going and mopping up all the side quests. Okay. Yeah, because I think when you beat the game, you're usually about at level 26 or 27. Yep. So so you're like. you're at you're at home stretch. I feel like, but um, so that's cool. So maybe when you beat, it, maybe we'll talk about it. Whatever. Yeah. Um, sure. The only other thing I've been doing this week is I watched uh, like a two-hour talk by Chris Avalon. Chris Avaloni, yeah, yeah. Is that is that Avaloni? Is that it? Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he works with Obsidian. He also uh, worked with um, I forget the other game. Was it Black Isle? Yeah, Studios? He, he was the uh, uh, the the chief creative voice behind um, Planescape Torment, um, yes. and also the early Fallout games, I believe. Yes, he worked on uh, I think Fallout Three when it got canceled with Black Isle Studios, and then Neverwinter Nights Three I think, and that before that got canceled, and then he worked on Knights of the Old Republic Two, um, and then he also did Alpha Protocol. Okay, and but anyway, so uh, I it's not really playing a game, but I listened to him talk about uh, the creative process behind those games. And just talking about um, kind of his opinion of video games and how m- much of the time a lot of the games he makes are, is out of um, annoyances from other games, which I guess is probably how a lot of creative things get get going. But um, but anyway, um, so today I bought an eight dollar copy of Alpha Protocol after oh, hearing him talk about the the game making process of it. Hmm. Um, so that'll be next on my docket. But I and I played the demo for Resident Evil Six. I think uh, two weeks ago, and that's going to definitely be uh, one of the next games I play yeah. because it's, that was 
the the atmosphere is completely back towards what it was in Resident Evil Four. It's, it, it seems it's, like it's great. I really like it a lot. Uh, yeah. You know, keep in mind, I haven't beaten Leon's um, quest yet. It's a long fucking okay. game. <laughs> but yeah, I can believe it. Yeah. So yeah, so that looks really great. So I can't wait to play that and then talk to you about it. So. Nice. That's all I got. Cool. Um, where uh, I'm going to put this in the show notes, but where was uh, where was that Chris Avalone talk? Was that like a recent GDC thing or? No, it was from a couple of years ago when Alpha Protocol first came out. Um, you can find it on YouTube if you just search his name. Um, and the speech is in 11 parts. So you have to <laughs> go through each part. Each one's like 10 minutes. And so right. you can do it that way. Um, I'll send you a link. That's fine. I, I, can, I can pick it up. Um, so hold on. Can I? Can we set the record straight? I thought Alpha Protocol was like a god-awful game. Okay, that was my initial response to oh, yeah. it. Um, yeah, so the thing with the game, or the thing with Obsidian, is with a lot of the games that they make, um, like, so when they made uh, Night of the Republic 2, and when, like, when they made, what other, what other, uh, Fallout 3, um, New Vegas, both of the, you know, they're, they're really good at making stories. A lot of their game developers are into Dungeons and Dragons, and a lot of them are, like, dungeon masters, so they're really good at creating stories and interesting storylines. Um, but a lot of their games are kind of notorious for having bugs. Mm-hmm. And, and then kind of that's the opinion I, I've heard with Alpha Protocol is the story is really great, but the mechanics of the shooting are almost unplayable, I guess. Hence the $8 price tag. For I, was really turn- <laughs> I, I was really turned off by the execution of it. You, you know, okay. I, have to, I have to walk on eggshells here because this is the favorite game of Gary Butterfield, a host of yep. Watch Out for Fireballs here. Um, okay. he, he, he's always touting it. And if I if I had time, I would go back and give it another chance. But I was really just kind of turned off by the execution in general. Um, you know, stealth is great when it's great. You know, there's dishonored and everything. Um, but uh, when it's bad, it's bad. Um, then also like aspects of I know it's shallow, but like the voice acting and facial animation, not that great. Um, yeah, and that can kind of turn you off, especially when you're in a character uh, based environment. So yeah, I mean, yeah. The, so it's almost one of those games that it's much cooler to talk about what happened rather than to actually experience what happened. Right. Perhaps so. Yeah. This could be true, but yeah, I'm interested to see what you, you, you think. I mean, um, admittedly it was, it was two years ago, you know, when I, when I played it, it was right okay. very soon after it came out. So yeah. maybe it's HL. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Um, cool. Um, who wants to go next? I can go because I have some stuff other than uh, other than Borderlands, which I've been playing. Cool. So, uh, and actually, Cole, I think you'll be able to chime in on one of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, you know, I have been playing Borderlands too uh, a lot, but uh, we've talked that one to death. Um, I also just to I, I was looking for whatever reason for like a bit of an RPG style game, um, and and found one on the iPhone for free. I don't, I don't know if it's still for free, um, but it's called Adventure Bar Story. Is this a game that anyone <laughs> has heard about? Is this by Kyrosoft? Um, I don't know the answer to that. I'm actually oh, not sure oh. the manufacturer. I feel like that name could, could could describe all of Coles and I's Dungeons and Dragons experiences. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it's so the 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 game has has just enough like English translation to be very endearing, but at no point does it like get in the way. Or become annoying. So, like, to exit the menus, it, it's never like done or anything like that. It's always no. <laughs> so there's like you know, look at your no. menu. 
yeah, look at your menu, open your restaurant. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can exit out. But it's it's a really unique concept in that um it has it has all the traditional aspects of of a, a dungeon crawling RPG. There's kind of the you know, loot gathering and and random uh, enemy encounters. Um, but you don't level up through combat. So the the game, and admittedly, I'm fairly early on in it, but it's all based out of kind of your central town where you have just decided to take over um, a failing restaurant from your sister. And um, your whole goal is to really kind of build up this this bar um, or restaurant to be competitive with this other hotshot, you know, restaurant that's trying to buy you out. Um and so when you when you go out questing or adventuring, it's to gather ingredients, and uh, you know you have to you have to level up your character so that you're strong enough to um, fend off any monsters that come to try to get you while you're out gathering. But otherwise, combat really doesn't play any role. It's not a central part. Uh, what you need to do is kind of bring back these ingredients uh, and then figure out um, or buy recipes and build yourself a menu for your bar. Uh, and the entire game revolves around kind of making the best menu possible or finding unique and, and interesting dishes. And the way you actually level up your character is by eating these dishes. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's the one place in life where being a glutton is actually a very beneficial thing. God, that sounds like it was t- like custom made for me. Oh, dude, it's it's a it's a it's been really good so far. That's... And yeah, so you just it, it's it's kind of fun though because there's almost this weird logic to where the recipes are simplified versions of what it would actually be mm-hmm. in real life. So, you know, like a sandwich, you have to combine bread, mayo, turkey, and lettuce. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's a sandwich. And, and so you can almost, you'll get these partial re- recipes where it gives you one or two items, but you have to guess the rest. And obviously, if you, if you pick a combination that isn't an actual recipe, you'll just fail and lose the ingredients. But if you've made something similar, you can kind of piece together how it all works. So it's this really fun dynamic of, of exploration. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a it's a great time. I could go on about it, but it sounds like any any questions you guys have about <laughs> well, it. Well, I just bought it. it so. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> While we were talking. Yeah. Well, uh, all right. Well, hopefully, hopefully, I'm I'm doing it justice. <laughs> it, um, it sounds very similar well, they, to. I was going to say it sounds very similar to the hotel game or the video game company game that I think Cole talked about maybe a year or two yeah, ago. And, oh, and yeah, and that's why I asked if it was if it, if it was made by Kairosoft because that's the developer behind um, Game Dev Story and Hot Spring Story, uh, Mega Mall Story, Grand Prix Story. All of them have story in the title, and they're all very similar in that they're like management kind of games. Um, some of them are recent ones, Dungeon Village Story and um, and uh, like Epic Space Story or something. So like did that. It, are we are we googling this? Is it no? Built it's, by it's them? not the same. It's not the same guys. They have a very they have a very really? specific look to their to, to their work. It's 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 not them. Um, but how about but that? Ben's right. I mean, it, it does sound like that. And I'll take it one step further. It sounds like a cross between um, between Pokemon um, and like the the town building world building aspects of Actraiser or Dark Cloud. Um, uh, there's, there's no town building to it, but it really, I guess if you think about your menu as your town, then, yeah. then yeah, that would make sense. And it's, it's this really interesting management system too, because the entire game is broken into days. So Cole, you can tell me if this makes it better or worse in your mind. Uh, the entire game is broken into days where, um, basically once you open your restaurant, you know, a, a day goes by and you get your sales from whatever you put out there. 
uh, and you know, whatever gets bought. Uh, and then that gives you your resources for the next day. Mm-hmm. And the idea is to be able to then manage your resources within, within that one day to put together, one, to level your character and give them the best equipment, but also then to put together the strongest mes- uh, menu possible mm-hmm. um, in the least amount of time. Because obviously, you know, let's say you get $1,000 or GP or, you know, I, I don't know what it is in this game. Uh, from sales the night before, well, that'll either buy you, you know, a new set of armor, or it'll buy you some rare ingredients, and you kind of have to balance. Well, what do I want to, what do I want to invest in this day, um, to kind of keep it going uh, onward? And then obviously, if, if you buy better armor, well, that means you can spend more time out foraging, which means that you can get more ingredients anyway, but they might not necessarily be as high quality ingredients as if you bought them outright. So there's there's this great little dynamic of kind of it's almost a challenge. You could kind of just put your head down and go through the game and and beat it. You know, just plowing through a whole bunch of days. But you know, I think I think the kind of the the challenge within the game is to to advance as quickly as possible and as in as few days as possible. Right. I mean, that rhythm makes it sound kind of like Persona to a certain extent, where you do the school it's, stuff. It's basically day. a mismatch of every game um, <laughs> that we <we've laughs> play. <laughs> Hey there, folks! You know, do you I, like games? Have I got one for you? It's video game. The game it has all aspects of every video game in one game. I think. I think. So th- this is a new variant of the Cole Segway challenge. We have to pick just random video games and then identify what they have in common. Oh, it's like sorry. Persona. Be the next game. Why is why is why is um uh, what's the um DP um uh, Dark Persona? Deadly prim- deadly premonition. Yeah. Why is deadly premonition like Super Smash Bros? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not ready to do this. I I I, I used up all <laughs> I used up all my hit points on that awful voice. So, Shanir, <laughs> <laughs> you want RPG uh, elements? You got them. You want first person shooter action? Yep, that's cover base. You betcha. Got <laughs> 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 DGS. <laughs> magic spells. Magic spells. Magic spells. Oh my. Space Marines. Um, so, I'm just imagining this being the next video you put out. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, for work? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, no, I'm I'm looking forward to playing this because because the the uh, um, turn based RPG on the iPhone has been this holy grail. Like I don't understand why nobody's gotten it right. Like I bought the uh, Cthulhu Saves the World on a iPhone or an iPad and that works that, that was, works pretty well you know like the oh, yeah. the the on, the on-screen D-pad doesn't mess stuff up that badly um etc <clears throat> but I've already beaten that on Xbox so it's kind of like oh yeah I, I liked this when I played it um so yeah I I'm I'm excited well, like why why hasn't Nintendo made Pokemon for the iPhone got me like, for real I don't know Rizzo, Do, have they ever done a Pokemon game that you can play not on a specifically Nintendo system? No, no. Uh, Pokemon is not a uh, it is a it is a Nintendo property. Sacred Cow. Yes, the Sacred Cow Pokemon. It, yeah. Um. What else? So yeah, tell me, tell me what you think. Um. I've also I've also played. Um. Based on based on kind of some stuff I saw on Twitter from from you and from others, uh, a game called Don't Look Back. And um. You can have you have you beaten it? Uh, yeah, I beat it a, a long time ago. I've be I've re-beaten it here recently. Uh, okay. so. so you can tell me I, I got all the way to what I think 
might be the final screen. There's like a giant that throws fireballs and calls enemies in <laughs> uh, to, that you have to kind of jump up on the platforms and, and shoot them in the head to, to beat them. Yeah. Um, and I, I got to a point where I had to kind of turn the game off for a bit. And then by the time <laughs> I came back, the game had reset. And I was like, no! Yeah, that's one of the bad things. It's really meant to be beaten in one shot. Yeah, but I mean, it's like a half hour. If if that mm-hmm. so you know there's no great loss. Uh, next time I have some downtime, I'll I'll play back to the to the end of it to see if there's any big surprise at the end. Sorry, I'm I'm going to make this a spoiler <laughs> discussion. I don't know if there's any big reveal or not, but well, um, I mean, let, let, let's just say this. Um, you know, if you haven't played it, go and invest the time to do it. It's I mean, it's 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 readily apparent from the way that it begins. Um, but there's but yeah, there there there's a reveal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, yeah, in the way it begins through just some of the level design choices, there is such a strong atmosphere in this game. And it's, it is quite literally pixels on a screen. Like, it's a very pixelated game. That's the art style they went with. Yeah. There's nothing fancy about it. And it is absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it's all monochrome. It's incredibly pixelated. It's kind of like a, like Atari 2600, Atari 5400 um, mm-hmm. level graphics. Is that Which, the, the uh, Orpheus game? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, the the Orpheus and Euripides or Eurydice. There we go. Yeah, it's it's based it's based on that particular myth, which I am not familiar with. So it's the it, it basically if you've gotten to the second part of that, you know what it is. <laughs> oh, huh. Okay. It's, cool. it's it's kind of it's kind of a takeoff. Um, it, it's some people think it's where it's where the whole uh, lot thing came from fleeing sodom it's not like Rom- romulus and remus or whatever no is, no that nobody was raised by wolves it's um it's it, i mean it's basically a guy goes down to hell to get his uh wife back and uh oh he's allowed to as long as he doesn't look back uh, and this, in this being a greek story he does yeah. of course mm-hmm. of course so Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Spoiler: it's, There's but, an unhappy ending. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I think it's you know you mentioned it's got like these Atari level graphics, and I don't know if this is completely true, but it's amazing to think that this game probably could have been created on the Atari without that much you know trouble. It's. It, it, I mean, it's it's wonderful in its simplicity, and that's something that. Oh God, why am I blanking on his name? I had it stuck in my head all last night because that's when I played it and beat it um but like all, all the games that this guy does he, he's also done like vvvvv or whatever that is um have not played that one yeah it's the it's the game where you it's like a platformer but you don't jump you switch gravity it's like tons of spikes uh, all over the place terry terry cavanaugh terry cavanaugh there we go yeah, yeah. and I, I only know that because his his name is the first thing that shows up when you boot up the game so no, it's uh it's really cool it was originally a flash game you don't have to have an ios or android device to play it um, in fact, I would say that's probably not the optimal way to do it. You can find it online. Um, it's just a free flash game. Um, but the reason that this kind of came up is because it was, it was just this week put out on, on, on those handheld devices. Okay. Gotcha. Beautiful music too. Did he, in the, did he start out as just kind of that flash web developer yeah. of games and then kind of migrate over? Mm-hmm. I think that's really, really interesting. Cause there are a couple of games that have started that way just as someone's little project for, you know, addictinggames.com or whatever that actually kind of have a lot of merit to them and and yeah. 
and go on to be pretty pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll talk I'll talk about some a little bit later, but you know, you look at games like uh, um, two two by the same developer, Super Meat Boy, and um, The Binding of Isaac. Both of those were Newgrounds games. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know Super so Meat Boy was uh, Newgrounds. Yep. Cool. Or at least Meat Meat Boy was Newgrounds, and then Super Meat Boy was the uh, the console and PC release. Gotcha. Yeah. No, can't recommend it enough. Although I I stole that from you, Dennis. So you can say that if you would like. No, I, I absolutely. Um, you know, I've, I've enjoyed it so far, and like you said, it's it's this little bite sized snack, and it it almost got me wondering. Um, you know why why we don't have more games like this? Like, I I feel like I I would really enjoy more games like this where I can sit down on a bus ride or whatever and be done with it by the time I arrive where I'm going. And kind of, you know, and then be, be done with the game overall, you know, but, uh, those, those, I, I think you see more and more of them. You, you almost see more games now kind of being in this, this two hour movie length window. So journey and, um, the unfinished swan I hear is about two hours long. Uh, you know, anything by that game company. Right. But it, it seems like there's the games are that, you know, that are really pushing the bounds of, of games as art are really trending towards, that you know, bite size entertainment rather than sixty, hundred, twenty hours of replayability. Yeah, don't uh, don't look back is is one of two awesome flash games that are that bite size way. Um, of course, there's don't look back. Um, th- then there's don't shit your pants. <laughs> I've played that. It's a fun game. <laughs> Check it out. It's 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 really cool. <laughs> Guess what the goal is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to give you that satisfaction. <laughs> instead, instead, I'm going to ask you. Instead, I'm going to ask you what you've been playing. Okay, me. Uh, well, kind of, kind of on that tip. If we're talking about flash games and 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 shit, um, there, it just came out at least for the for the Mac, but it was on Steam. Uh, it's called the Basement Collection. Um, it's basically a bunch of games that are by that guy. Um, I think there it's like it's like nice. six six repackaged flash games for like four bucks and and then there's like a bunch of bonus materials like you know making of things. Um so so it's like a it's not it's an anthology in a really classical sense. Um <clears throat> which is neat. Uh, the only one that I played in any, any depth I I just got I like bought it over the weekend and then sat down with it here today a little bit um is uh Time Fuck except it's spelled F C U K or something like that. Um, oh, I remember reading about this. Yeah, game. yeah, that's it's it, that's a really cool game because it plays with uh, like color inversion and different layers in the screen and uh, jumping back and forth and what ostensibly is time. Um, and it has like this awesome portal type um, interaction between um, you from twenty minutes in the future and you right now. And like you know, he, he speaks in this weird um, kind of like text generator kind of uh, kind, kind of thing. Like, but it kind of sounds like words. I mean, he says some really demented shit. Um, so that's that's kind of <laughs> neat. It's like one of those things where you'll you'll, you'll finish. I mean, it's they're bite sized levels. You'll get to the goal and you'll stand by it because you want to see all of his little dialogue. Um, so yeah, nice. that's that that's another one of those things. Um, there's the original uh, version of Meat Boy. Um, there's one, oh gosh, I forget what it's called. A lot of them I hadn't played before. So it's, it's, it's kind of, I, I, I didn't get a chance to dive into them, unfortunately, but yeah, for four bucks, you could do worse on steam, I think. Um, especially to see how this guy went from, you know, very little to putting out super meat boy and uh binding of Isaac, you know? See, I could, I just could never get over the religious stuff with binding of Isaac. 
I mean, it's it's there, but it's not. I don't I, see. I I mean, when when it came out, I was um, you know, I looked into it because obviously, from by all accounts, it was a great game, and a lot of the stuff I could find <clears> suggested <throat> that more or less his purpose was to be insulting the Christians. That that was more or less his goal. It has it has. I mean, I, I haven't looked into an awful lot of an awful lot of the backstory behind it, but. And in and having and having played it, and you know, admittedly not having defeated it, it's 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 more like there, like there's one jab in the opening, you know, and and it does follow the actual story of Isaac to a certain extent, where 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 the mom is like, you know, she sits at home all day and watches televangelists, and you know, she gets a notion that God told her to protect her son, so she locks him away in his room. And then you know, in order to protect him, you're gonna have to kill him, so she decides to kill him and he escapes into the crawl space under the under the trailer and goes to get away and like some like some of the enemies have different you know kind of religious connotations like you know there's like swarms of flies and legion um and like you know there's 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 like you know golgotha beasts and things like that um lots of shit everywhere actually but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a very poop focused game i think one of the levels is actually hell but uh hell is represented by your by your mom's uterus um, but, uh, you know, admittedly not being, not being, you know, sensitive to that, I didn't pick up on it, but it didn't seem, you know, overtly crass except for that one jab, which is like, oh, she watches, you know, televangelists or whatever, you know, it, it goes out of her way. It goes out of its way to demonize her, but more because of the whole, you know, I'm going to kill my son kind of thing. <laughs> it more, um, you know, wasn't, wasn't so much the presentation. Cause I mean, obviously the presentation is. To a certain degree, meant to be "quote unquote" offensive in that obviously it's a game that, as she says, very poop focused. I mean, that's yeah, you know, it's kind of meant to be sort of whatever, uh, immature, maybe whatever you want to call irreverent. It. But yeah, ir- that's good. Um, but with more just you know reading his, you know, some of his commentary and stuff, and it just it was more. I didn't like the idea of someone coming out and purposely making something to be offensive. Yeah, I can but, see that. Yeah, um, it's it's one of those things where I feel like, you know, if you're going to hold a belief of any kind, you have to get a thick real quick <laughs> to people people you know being sarcastic about it or, or intentionally doing things to pick a fight or what have you. I think it's one of those things where I, I obviously haven't played the game, but. You kind of have to go in and say, "I'm going to enjoy this for the things that are awesome about it," and I'll I'll just kind of let the let the stuff that might be aimed at offending, if you know, if it's in there, just kind of roll off. Because yeah. I've I've heard that the game has a ton to recommend it. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, from from all accounts, it's a great game. I mean, I've I've not heard anything that said it's not a excellent excellent game. Yeah. But I, cool. I can see how that would be a deal breaker. But yeah, the basement collection. I mean, anything, anything by, by that guy, you know, it's it's pretty it's pretty good. But uh, I'd be interested to see platforming. <laughs> I, I was going to say I'd be interested to see Cole as you as you spend more time with uh, his his work. If you can notice any sort of trend or development from his early games to his current yeah. games, he came out the like he and his team. I don't know if he did the graphical design on it. He came out the gate real strong with uh, with, with the art style. Like you know, all of his games have a very signature look to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so I mean, and and that's enough to recommend it to a certain extent. But uh, but yeah, it's uh it's 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 good. Um, kind kind of moving on to some of the some some of the bigger stuff. Um, 
before I get to the main course. Played played a little bit more um, Resident Evil Six, as I said. Um, you know, I'm not getting. I've, I haven't gotten to the parts that like people are complaining about yet. Uh, ostensibly, if, if I have, then I haven't. You know, been that bothered by it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so apparently, <laughs> somebody involved in this is an idiot. <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, it's just, it's just that whole. You know, if if you're if you're gonna feel strongly about something, you got to get a real quick thick skin about uh, about the the bad parts. I don't even know how like strongly I feel about it. It's just a matter of like I like the series and I like what they're doing. You know, to, to not round stuff out that that implies they're drawing it to an end, and everybody knows this series is never going to end. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's just kind of like I'm disheartened. Maybe it's because I went right from RE5 into this, but like just I, I know I said this on the initial episode. They've learned so much, and it's obvious that they're like you know evolving it. You know, mm-hmm. like you know just fi- fi- fixing the shooting and fixing the you know fixing the controls. You know, they're no longer tank controls, making it more like Dead Space. Um, going back to the proper tone, as 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 Ben said. Um, See, I almost wonder if it could be kind of, you know, kind of like suspension of disbelief where, you know, if you care about a story, you know, you're willing to overlook some of the things that are required to make it work. I wonder if it could kind of be a thing where, you know, if you like Resident Evil, if you care about what Resident Evil is offering, you know, that some of the stuff that might bother someone else, you know, someone who really liked Resident Evil probably wouldn't even notice. Yeah, I was going to say we covered it earlier in the episode, right? That's that's basically the principle that Obsidian is built on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like there there are some things like that 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 you know do bug me about it, like the the inventory system. Even though they've gotten rid of the like the the, the limited inventory, um, it's it's a little bit oh, in, really? it's a little bit inscrutable. Yeah, it's it's less about managing your long term resources. Like, oh gosh, am I going to have enough ammo? You know, throughout the throughout the long haul, and more about your immediate yes. inventory. So, I mean, and, and they've, they've kind of like been, been juking towards this in RE4 and RE5. I mean, if you look at, you know, Resident Evil 4 compared to, you know, Resident Evil Code Veronica um, or any of the ones previous to that, it was all like, hey, there are like, you know, 64 shotgun shells in this game. Use them wisely. Right. But, you know, in, in RE4 and RE5, you know, enemies would drop stuff. So you would have, you know, by killing things, you would be able to replenish your, your re, you know, replenish your stock. And it, it's the, it, the circle of death. <laughs> exactly. It's the circle. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, I, I mean, and th- that's not to say that the tension isn't there because, you know, you you do run out of stuff. But there's less like moving stuff around in order to make room. So like in RE4, you had, you know, inventory Tetris and RE5, you, (laughs) you know, like nine slots, do with them what you will. It's kind of like, okay, I can have these two guns and ammo for it, but also these healing items. And oh, wait, Sheva, take this. Oh, you're not close enough. I'm dead. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And this, it's more like, okay, um, you know. I'm taking out this big thing, so I better switch to my switch to my shotgun. But oh, I only have so many shells left of that, so I need to kill some of the smaller stuff with the with the pistol in order to get shotgun shells to pick up and, and get this guy with the thing. Yeah, yeah. One I'm thing curious. I'll mention from just playing the demo is it seemed like they did a really good job pacing you with the ammo, where you'd have enough ammo to take care of like ninety percent of the zombies, but then you'd have to like go hand to hand with the the rest of them. Yeah, and uh, the hand to hand combat is 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 phenomenal. Actually, I, yeah. I like it a lot, especially after his previous. Um, no, in that like there's no there's no hotkey to 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 pull out a knife. 
to do that. You actually have to equip the knife, but you're really capable with it. Like you don't have to be standing still. So you can actually, um, you're, since you're more maneuverable, it makes it easier to go in and then, and then get away. I really liked how when you run out of energy, the way he tries to kick people, then <laughs> I thought that was really fun. Yeah. And there's also like new stuff. Like if you, um, like the, there's a certain combination of buttons that you can press to like do a backward dive and like land on the ground. Mm-hmm. So like, if you're just like, Oh crap, I have like 15 things coming at me. You can actually like dive backward and, you know, land on your back and take shots at them from the ground, you know, as a way to keep yourself from being, um, surrounded. Yeah. Well, that's okay. really cool. That's kind of cool. And it, I mean, can you get up quickly from that? Yeah. Or is it like, Hey, this is my last ditch effort. And if that doesn't work, well, I'm on my back with a bunch of enemies around me. Right. And, uh, what's there, there, there's some perk in call of duty where, uh, like when you, when you get down, do you have a chance to, you know, take revenge on the person? So it puts you into, yeah. so it's just kind of like, Oh, if you kill this guy, you get your life back or whatever they do that. So like, it's either uh, your, your okay. co-op partner comes over and, uh, you know, picks you up, heals you, you know, dusts you off, says, you know, get, get, you know, get back in the action. Um, I guess in this case they do the Pulp Fiction, um, adrenaline through the, through the breastplate. <laughs> kind of thing Ooh. yeah i've noticed that's become very popular yeah, in games. you know like shot of adrenaline to the heart <laughs> yeah oh man because that's how um that's how uh <laughs> oh bad company does it yeah cool okay. you're you're gonna hate me dude i used to be an adventurer then i took a shot of adrenaline to the heart Son of a bitch <laughs> 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 i used to be an adventurer but then i took an arrow to I the knee Safe. I took an arrow to the <laughs> knee, but then I got revived. By a shot. Yeah, <laughs> just infinite shots. Um, hmm. Wait a second. Let me capture that whiteboard bar in downtown. Infinite shots. Okay. Um, <laughs> so so yeah, it's it's, it's it's either your co-op partner comes and gives you infinite shots, or uh, or you um, take out a couple of enemies, and that speeds up your recovery bar. Um, or if you get attacked, you die. You know, no big. So yeah, life. <laughs> speaking speaking of which, is is the checkpointing pretty good in the game? I haven't had problems with it. Cool. Yeah, barbaric checkpointing. Like it's it's one of those things where I'm hypersensitive to it. So if it was there, I'd be pissed off and r- raving about it. You know. So yeah, um, a little bit more dishonored. I, I I haven't put as much time or care into it um, as I as I would have liked by this point. Um, it's a, it's been tough, like just, you know, family stuff and, and everything. Um, why am I making excuses for not having played a game? No, it's just, yeah, really, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, my dog got sick and yeah, no, um, <laughs> he ate all my seven. video games. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. But no, it's, it's, it's real good. Um, just, uh, it's, it's funny. Like the, the only thing that I'll say about it, the only thing I'm qualified to say about it, I, I sat down thinking like, oh my gosh, I really love the way this game looks. Right, like the the kind of muted color palette with like colors that you wouldn't expect to see in that, but are still somehow dingy. You know, the whole like uh, destroyed metropolis kind of kind of kind of feel to it. And I was like, man, I really like this. What's that remind me of? And I, was, I thought, well, like, it kind of kind of reminds me of like Bioshock, but that's a little bit too obvious, you know. And Bioshock was more about like you know, like yeah, it was destroyed stuff, but it was more like Art Deco and more you know bold colors. And then I found out from listening to another to another podcast. I don't know if it was Video Games Hot Dog or. Uh, maybe a bunch of them said it. The visual designer behind this left Valve after designing Half Life Two to oh, work on this. Everybody, okay. <laughs> oh. 
that, that's how that's how we're gonna oh, open these. I see what you did there again. <laughs> I see what I did there again. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's that's why I like it so much. <laughs> we all immediately went to Amazon through DuckFeed. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now so the answer is that's why there's no half-life 3 i guess yeah but now that this game's done they can they can reel them back in <laughs> yeah, yeah right. no the, the the answer for why there's no half half-life 3 four words d-o-t-a um d-o-t-a defense of the ancients oh. yeah um yeah, no that's quite possibly one of the worst games i've ever played i don't i don't get the appeal at all i'm sure people will write and say like oh my gosh you know what what are the what are they more? Bridges? That's actually the main reason I said it because I don't have to deal with angry emails. <laughs> you do. <laughs> yeah, I just I, I, I I don't get it. Um, man, what else is there? Uh, other stuff that I've talked about before. FTL still remains great. It's Oregon Trail in space. If you don't have it by now, you're a fool. Um, you know all that kind of stuff. And we pity you. <laughs> exactly. Um, did you did you see the game I sent over? It's it's actually like called something like Starship Commander, which I can't decide if it's blatantly a ripoff of FTL or it's like a you know kind of an homage or you know I don't know what it is, but it's it, basically it's the game you've described to me, only not the game that <laughs> not under that name. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I, I gave it a passing glance, but because it looked like kind of a ripoff, I was kind of like, oh, I kind of like FTL. Yeah, yep. So, um, other cool stuff. Um, the big one, kind of the main course for me today, um, the Artorias of the Abyss DLC came out for Dark Souls. Yeah, how are you here? Have you beaten it? <laughs> um, <laughs> I downloaded it um, after work today. It was, it was during work. Um, <laughs> working from home. I love it. Um, no, um, it's, I downloaded it. And, um, before I got here, I was kind of like, okay, I'll, I'll see, I'll see how far I can get into it because, you know, like it's, it's, it's not end game DLC and it's not beginning of game DLC. Like it's, it's meant to really kind of like weave into the quest. Um, you know, so, I mean, mm-hmm. there's a very specific, you know, sequence of events that you have to, you know, get or do in order to, you know, get to the the realm where this takes place, you know? So it's not like something you're going to stumble over, but just like everything else in the game, it's more like, I found this item and, oh, wait, all these different clues. If I go to this place, oh, no, it says it mentions this kingdom. I know where somebody, oh, boy, I'm in a portal back in time. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, it's, it, it, you know, you can, you can attack it right after like the midway point of the game or like the two-thirds point. Um, I don't want to say... Um, specifically what happens, but you get the ability to warp around the world and uh, kind of all of the last areas open up um, that were previously that sounds, sealed That off. sounds pretty specifically like what happens. <laughs> it's what... At least functional. It, it, At least functional. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's what happens, but it's not like, I don't want to say like, because, because the, like the midpoint reveal, like where you get to this new area, like it, when, when you see it and when you know what it is, like it'll, it'll take your fucking breath away. It's it's like that awesome. David, have you gotten there yet? I've not. I've actually You done fell off. I've been me I've I'm I'm away so long that I feel like I'm probably gonna have to start a new character just because I'm in the bottom of the depths and there's no way I can get out without remembering all the things I learned getting there. <laughs> does that make sense? No, it does. I mean and I ran into a little bit of that. <clears throat> 
with uh with you know with with jumping back into it it's one of those things where like i remember everything about the world you know it's it's, it's kind of like one of those things where you can like mentally walk through your childhood home okay maybe that's being yeah. a little bit dramatic but you just have like spatial memory about like <laughs> where things are and how to get places but i couldn't remember how to control the game so like i knew like okay right. to get to this area you know since, since i can't warp directly there here's the closest place i need to go up this elevator and then go through this trick door and then down this spiral place and you know, kill these particular knights, but it's like, oh wait, X doesn't swing my sword; it's the right bumper. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, why am I guzzling potions? I'm dying. Oh no, I'm dead. Oh, it's the it's this button. <laughs> so it's this weird thing, and I fell back into it. Um, so I, I mean, all this is like my 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 long way of saying, you know, the earlier question. Oh, I'll see how far I can get into it. Uh, turns out not very far. <laughs> so I have to ask. Um. How many times did you die while downloading it? <laughs> <laughs> well, my system restarted three times because I had to do a system update. Um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, oh. That's funny. Um, no, so so yeah, like you 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 get to the area where this takes place, and it's like in an awesome little. I mean, I don't want to ruin the scenery or whatever, but you run through this tunnel, and like the first, you know, there's like graffiti saying "boss ahead, boss ahead." Like for fucking real. You know, and like, okay, what is it? And then you get to the end of this tunnel, and oh, there's a fog door. Oh boy, yeah, that's a griffin. Ah, fuck, I'm dead. <laughs> so, so yeah, um, it it definitely doesn't pull any punches. But yeah, it's 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 gorgeous. Um, it's it's one of these weird things where like most of these, most of these um DLC packs they come out within like two months of when the game was put out. But with this one, it's like, okay, I, you know, I, I realistically, I beat Dark Souls, you know, all, all 70 or so hours that I put into it over the course of the entire month of December. Like mm -hmm. I, I got, I, I bought it when I got my job and then I, you know, beat it, um, or, or like right around, uh, right around like new years. So, you know, it's been a long enough time to where I can come back to it and really appreciate it. I'm a huge fan of the lore and the fact that this like builds out the past of this world a little bit um, is phenomenal. So I'm, I'm incredibly excited about it. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be excited to hear more about it as, as you play. Yeah. This is my vicarious living <laughs> in, uh, in dark souls. Yeah. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's relative, relatively cheap now too. Um, man, I've, I've been working really hard to avoid spoilers on it because this is the DLC that came out with the PC version in uh in, in uh, august yeah. yeah yeah so like all the stuff is out there and it's like nope nope gonna gonna, gonna look away so so cool here's here's an important qu question if slash when i steal slash borrow it from you <laughs> will i be able to access the dlc <laughs> if slash when you're both drunk <laughs> well, that that would be pretty fucking pretty, pretty pretty phenomenal of you to do because I have it on Xbox, and so either you've oh, really God you've, damn it. All right. either you've really so heavily modded when your Xbox gets stolen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Basically, you're gonna wake up one day and I will have moved into your apartment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah. I do have to ask: Does the does the pendant ever become relevant? Is the pendant I, this 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 isn't spoilers. It's real funny because they they never gave away like what that was used for. Um, I maintain that it was it was uh, an, an item for challenge players because most like a lot of the gifts can benefit you directly in some kind of way. Like 
Dark yeah. Souls with the master key is a completely different game than Dark Souls without See, the master key. That's what I'm wondering, because like I said, I'm looking at um, starting a new character. And with the master key, I can probably get back to where I was very, very quickly. Yeah. Without it, I it would be, you know, probably 20 plus hours of game time to get back. Yeah, the master key is definitely something I'd recommend. I wouldn't recommend rolling as a thief, but re- regardless, the, 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 the funny part is, um, you know, you would think like, okay, maybe this DLC gives the pendant some purpose because it's this big mysterious thing. Turns out the item that gets you into the into this portal, not the pendant, but a separate broken pendant that you find. <laughs> See, the weird thing is how incredibly hard it is to find a straight answer if you go online like about whether the pendant does anything yeah it's one of those um what is it called the urban legend of zelda like hey if you if you if you investigate this slot machine in the gold saucer 50 times eris will come back to life you know or like in Pokemon. Wow, you just combined you... like eight games. <laughs> or in Pokemon uh, Missingno. The Missingno was if, real. No, no, no. If you faint on the SSN and then come back when you've taught an animal surf, and then you can go over to the car, and the the legend was you could move the truck if, if a Pokemon had strength. Yep. But you couldn't. You couldn't. Um, I, I, the, my, my version of the legend... Um, or at least in our middle school was that uh, you you could uh, get another starter Pokemon underneath that. So if you, you know, like depending on what you started with, if you, if you picked a Squirtle, you would get a, you know, Charmander. Um, The Uh the, the other thing that I heard was that it was the way to get uh, a version of Pikachu that knew surf. Okay. I've heard that. I've heard Mew. Yeah. They're all lies. (laughs) The Mew is a lie. God, why did I make that show? <laughs> Beat me to it, son of a bitch. Um, no, um, just other other bits of culture that I kind of want to throw in here. Um, the Fifty Year Sword, um, not Fifty Shades of Grey, the Fifty Year Sword, the uh, the, the the new uh, Marxy Danieluski uh, novel. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. By new, we mean well, well, I mean new new to us. You know, new new to us who speak English and don't feel like paying fifteen hundred dollars for a book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was originally published in 2005, but they're just putting out now here. Um, it's fantastic. It's really good. It's perfect for Halloween. Um, I definitely recommend going and buying the physical book, even though I'm trying to get rid of most of those. Um, you know, this it, it definitely um, relies on the physical, tangible nature of those kind of. It's like a House of Leaves kind of deal. Yeah, same, same, same guy. Oh, nice. Sorry, I, I shouldn't have presumed that you would know that. But yeah, it it, it is. Same guy, same same kind of deal. So it's 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 really good. Um, super creepy. Um, other thing, um, the new Mountain Goats album. I cannot recommend it highly enough. Transcendental Youth. Um, that was the soundtrack to me bottling my first batch of homebrew, which is cool. Wait, wait, hey. I need to write this down. <laughs> you bottled homebrew? I didn't know this. Yeah. What kind of did you make? Um, and an American Amber Ale. And where did you buy the kit? Listerman's. Okay. Yeah. Um, is it a five gallon? Yep. Nice. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll have you over the next time I, the next time I brew. Um, because okay. after I bottled that, I got a, um, I, I brewed an American IPA or yeah, an American pale ale is, is what's brewing. Well, screw that up. I'll be there when you drink it. <laughs> well, <laughs> so you have, you have two batches fermenting right now. I've, uh, I've got one of them bottle conditioning. The, the American, okay. the American Amber and the, uh, the American pale ale is, uh, is currently fermenting. 
Nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. What, what was that that you that you were writing down, David? The name of the album. I've my New Year's resolution is um, has been to find good music and actually listen to music for the first time in my life. Nice. And considering that um, it is now October and that is the <laughs> first album I've successfully um, found under recommendation shows you how successful I've been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tough because, because I, I actively discourage the behavior of, oh, God, you should check out this band kind of thing. You know? Well, see, it's actually, I, I've actually found it kind of interesting because I never, like, some somehow I don't know how I'm apparently like the only human being in the world that doesn't listen to music. But it's funny because it's one of those you can't get he- there from here where it's like if you've never listened to music, you can't start listening to music because when you talk to someone, <laughs> the first thing they say is, oh, what type of music do you like? I'll recommend something. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or like, you know, I, I got, um, I found out that Pandora is a thing and I get there and it's like, so what type of music do you want to listen to? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I'm, I'm sure any of us could give you recommendations. I just wanted to mention that because I've been on a, on a I've been on a mountain goats tear uh, recently and uh, it's a really good album. Just came out. I'm enjoying that imagery on a mountain goat tear. <laughs> yeah, I feel like whatever that is, I'm not sure what, but it's probably epic. <laughs> yeah. So that's all my culture. Um, who is left? David. Last uh, last weekend, um, Steam had one of their free weekends for um, Payday the Heist. Mm-hmm. So um, I played that over the weekend and ended up buying it. Um, I None of you have played it or done anything with it, right? No, no but I remember you've, you've talked about it before. Right, it's basically a, a first per, a cooperative first-person shooter. Um, you know, you have a team of four people, and you go in and heist things. Yeah, and so um, you know, it's like the first le- you know, the first um, there's six scenarios, and um, the first one, for example, is you know your general bank heist, and the ge- it's more or less like the old assault mode in. Um, like on real tournament where you know you're you're trying to get to a certain point and you know you know activate some thing and then defend it while a bar fills up and so on mm-hmm. but um re- really very well done um you know uh a couple of the high points is um the uh, the various things you have to do, a lot of them are somewhat randomized. So, um, so, so there's times where, like, at one point you have to get in and you find that your passcode to the um, safe that your informant uh, gave you doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And so you go and um, kidnap the, um, the um, CEO of the, or the CFO of the bank. And, um, you know, sometimes he'll just give you the passcode. Um, sometimes you'll kidnap him and then ransom him to the um, <laughs> owner of the bank, and the owner of the bank will give you the passcode. <laughs> sometimes he won't give you the passcode, so you kill the guy, um, kidnap the owner of the bank's son, ransom him, and finally get the passcode. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just picturing the ransom minigame being sitting back and watching The Inside Man. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, they, you know, the, the the game's kind, you know, inspired by all those. Yeah, yeah, all those all, awesome um, movies: Dog Day Afternoon, Inside Man, um, Heat. Right. Um, he is apparently the specific um, oh, inspiration for the game. Mm-hmm. Um, here, here's here's a question. I may be thinking of Canon Lynch, but is there a mode where you can like where you you split the take, but if you decide that you want that you want more of it, you can kill your teammates and they come back as policemen. Yeah, um, that's um, that's game uh, game and Lynch game. <laughs> game and watch no game and Lynch. It's crazy fucked up. It's a lot darker. <laughs> um, that's Kane and Lynch. Um, in this, you actually, uh, I believe, get slightly less money if someone gets captured. Although the one interesting thing is, if someone gets captured, you can um, uh, oh, take a. Um, civilian hostage and um do a hostage exchange okay and um however the the amount of time it takes is um increased for each um civilian you've killed oh yeah because they you know they're more hostile to you right exactly so um so it is kind of interesting getting in and the fact that you know pretty much players do take the time to like get in and you know ev- make sure everyone you know gets down you know it doesn't get caught in the crossfire that sort of thing everybody dances <laughs> yes everyone gets down man hey we're all gonna get laid <laughs> <The> first... <laughs> did that again so, i just I, I did ronnie dangerfield from caddyshock oh okay. yeah <laughs> um the, the other thing i really like um the the police response, it um, probably feels more or less like um, oh, killing floor in that um, you know, you've got kind of this constantly spawning stream of you know, you kind of have your your general guys, your you know, your average guys, your average guys but a lot tougher. And then there's uh, various special um, enemies. So there's like a guy with a riot shield that's immune to damage from the front. There's a uh, taser guy that, uh, you know, kind of does the um, the hunter effect from um, Left 4 Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the, the borders, which is the tank, stuff like that. But probably the most interesting thing is uh, the way they enter the game is, again, kind of randomized. So... Um, you know, they can um, fast rope down from helicopters, um, you know, uh, repel in um, down the walls, um, come up elevator shafts, come in through, like, the vents in the roof, just walk in the door. I mean, does, does that essentially mean that any, any potential means of ingress is a, uh, is a monster closet? Or Yeah, more or less. Okay. And it seems like, I feel like it gets a good balance between you can't, you can never um, fully be safe. You always have to watch your back. But at the same time, the game doesn't seem to really cheat. Right. So um, the, the only bad thing I've seen is some of them, like if you happen to, for example, see the first, um, the first guy come in through, say, the um, elevator shaft, you then proceed to kill him and then stand there with the shotgun while the rest of his team climbs up through the same elevator. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it's not perfect. Um, but, um, I always get this one mixed. So is this a subscription game? Does it have persistence or am I thinking of APB? Uh, 
that's APB. This one does have some um, some persistence. Um, you know, your character, you can unlock new weapons and uh, the weapons become progressively better. But no, it's um, it's just a straight up buy the game and play it thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. But um, real good, um, real good uh, selection of um, of heists. There's you know uh, ambushing uh, prison convoys. Um, there's one where uh, your wheelman uh, betrays you and you have to chase him down. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff like that. So really good game. Uh, the only downside I would say is it. I guess this is kind of hypocritical, considering if you look at like my Netflix account, it's nothing but you know, uh, blood drenched action movies. <laughs> but killing a game where you basically just kill a crap ton of cops does kind of make me feel a little. Uh, I I don't know. Like at least at least GTA kind of has a storyline sort of justifying what you're doing. Okay. But hmm. just feels weird. Do you feel guilty, Money Smith? Maybe a little. <laughs> that was that was one thing I liked about GTA four is killing somebody was not satisfying. It it <laughs> made you recoil somewhat. Yeah. Just pretend that they're all corrupt police and that was just the cutscene that you skipped. <laughs> Well, I mean, in at least one of the heists, they are. But <laughs> actually, it really does sound like they thought favorite, of everything. My favorite heist so far is um, there's a corrupt IRS agent that. Um, <laughs> is there any other kind? <laughs> Just one. What about, what, how about these clowns in Congress? Those clowns. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's you know do. Um, you know, giving some information to um, to some business that you're going to then, you know, you're in this abandoned, like, um, apartment complex that he's in getting ready to, you know, sweep in and steal the information for yourself. When all of a sudden, the police show up to arrest the corrupt IRS agent. <laughs> <laughs> And you're like, oh, yes, we just happened to be here with fully automatic weapons. Go about your business. <laughs> Let justice be served. It's funny. But, yeah. I, I really like this this idea of just all the the different types of heists and all the different ways that they could go wrong or, or you know, the variants you would have to deal with. I think I think it would be really cool if um, if they had some sort of system where you know, it was it was completely randomized what the items you you know had to accomplish in the mission were, but you weren't told beforehand. You were just told what the payout for the heist was. So, like, here's your cut. Are you in or out? You know, <laughs> Ocean's Eleven style. And you know that that way, and you knew generically based on the payout that hey, this is going to be really difficult. I you know, and you had to kind of pick your loadout before you knew exactly what you would be dealing with. I would I would posit that uh, you get a similar feeling from Hitman, and I would like to plug that the yes. new Hitman game is coming out like, in November. Wicked soon, like in three <laughs> weeks. Su- super excited about it. Yeah. But uh, it I, uh, really I like to play those, you know, in any capacity. Have you have you haven't played those before? I think I've played like the start of one level of Hitman. You should pick pick up Blood Money. I think it it still probably stands the test of yeah. five years. Yeah, and well, at least on Steam, it's like. Ten dollars. 
I still don't have a gaming computer, and it's something but, I regret I mean, more. Pro- See, I, I tend to assume that the price on Steam, um, discounting sales, is approximately equivalent to the price at GameStop. Well, there's no PS3 version of Blood Money. Oh, well then. Is it only for uh, <laughs> Xbox? Right. Bummer. Huh. Dang it. Hmm. What else have been playing? I guess you'll just have to steal um, course Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> Be sure to shoot some adrenaline in my knee or whatever. <laughs> Cole, what are you doing? Oh, I understand restless like? leg syndrome now. <laughs> <laughs> you got too much adrenaline on the knee, boy. <laughs> what else have been playing, David? Um, that's really been the... Uh, only significant thing. I mean, I've been playing. I completed a Ascension and Kingdom of Loathing. And I'm now uh, like two thirds the way through my next one. So I'm going to be meeting uh, the guys behind Kingdom of Loathing. Kingdom of Loathing. Oh, here. Cool. yeah, yeah. Here, they're they're they're. Uh, it's it's called Columbus or whatever. Some kind of thing. Oh, I was, yeah. I was invited by by one of the guys. Um, oh, is it the, through the whole hot dogs yeah. uh, video games hot dogs thing? Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking of, I almost said hot dogs ladies thing, which is <laughs> which is a different thing. If I was invited to a hot dogs ladies it's thing, it's awesome. Though. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, cool. So speaking of games, Dennis, um, I understand you have one for us. I do. Um, I do need to do a quick check. I know Merkel has a level level fifty character in Borderlands too. David, yours is what level? Twelve. Mine's mine's twenty three and Cole yours is two. <laughs> so I, Cole, I feel bad, you man. Sh- you may you may struggle. We just we just need to rally around. It's it's a community game, man. We gotta we gotta form a support group. Uh, <laughs> I'm a disadvantaged youth. <laughs> I'm at which, risk. Which, if you're if you're playing as as games, you yes. Yeah. Um, so Cole, you may struggle with your with this game, but shame on you for uh, not playing more of uh, of Borderlands Two. Uh, this game, and no googling. Uh, once I reveal what it is, this game is um, Weapon Brands. That's oh. the lamest name I've ever come up with. Um, <laughs> help me, I, I'm not good at this. Branded. Branded! Exclamation mark. This game is called Branded. Yeah! <laughs> yes. All right. So um, I have before me a list of the different weapon brands in Borderlands 2 with um, kind of their corresponding benefits uh, slash disadvantages. So um, we are going to go through. Um, I will list the weapon brand. Um, and then the first person to chime in with what the weapon's benefit is gets a point if you can also name what the accompanying disadvantage disadvantage is um you will also get a second point okay so it's <laughs> not okay. i'm not going to the disadvantages straight up since, since 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 i haven't played this game <laughs> um can Shit. i get a first can, can, <laughs> can i get a first crack sure so 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 I'll say mine and and then and then Ben and David can clean up after me. I like no, I like this. Cole will give a completely random guess on, on what it is. So the way it works is you say the brand and then we chime in and say what it is, right? So it's like Jeopardy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah he's, well, he's, I, he's, he says the brand. I give my guess and then you guys say what it actually is. 
Yeah, and I think I think with that in mind, we'll have to alternate. So you know, it'll go, it'll go. I'll say the brand Cole gets a chance, and then um, I'm thinking of a number between one and thirty. Ben, what is it? I don't intend to take it seriously. Um, no, no, not. I, I'm saying uh, because they'll have time to think. They'll both just buzz in at the same time after you finish. So you want us to alternate? Yeah. So we'll, I'll just say we'll go with Money Smith first, and since there's eight different weapon brands, you guys will each get a crack. Um, again, you'll you'll list the benefit and then the disadvantage. If you miss either one, your opponent may steal. Okay. Cool. Yep. I'm making this up as I go, as usual. But <laughs> okay. all right. So the first weapon category, uh, the brand is Bandit. Bandit advantage. You get to wear an awesome mask. Disadvantage, increased sentencing. <laughs> money smith can you top that (laughs) advantage is um increased magazine size correct disadvantage i thought they were just otherwise all around crappy um i'm I'm gonna go with uh poor accuracy correct nice yeah the, the advantage is uh you get a lot of bullets the disadvantage is that you can't really hit anything with them (laughs) <laughs> All right. Unless you're playing as uh, Gage, in which case I no longer have to be good at the game. <laughs> <laughs> Is Gage the uh, the, ma- the 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 micromancer? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. yes. Excellent. So next up, um, Ben, this is this is for you. After after, of course, Cole gets to go. Teodor or Tidior. Teodor. Advantage. You are a character in Akewood. Disadvantage. <laughs> Underachievement and fingerstyle guitar. Good. <laughs> Uh, the weapon reloads like a grenade. So when you reload, you throw it and it explodes like a grenade is the advantage. That is correct. Do you know the disadvantage? Um, I don't, I don't even have a guess. Okay. David, do you, do you have a guess? This is another of, they suck. Um, <laughs> See, I, I love, I love TDR, but anyway, sorry. What was your guess? Low damage. Uh, no, the, the disadvantage is that when you reload, you lose any ammo that's left in the clip. Uh, I didn't know that. Oh man, I didn't know that. Cause I was for so often I was firing one bullet and then throwing it like a grenade, <laughs> <laughs> which is a really good strategy. They also have the, uh, the best reload time. Is that also a thing? Yeah, because it just, it just reappears in your hands. Next up is Vladoff. Highest um, fire rate. Wait, hold on. We got. We got to. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm. Okay. I'm completely sorry. Cool, cool. Well, please. If you want to now get one, Cole. Yeah. <laughs> Advantage. <laughs> Vodka. <laughs> Disadvantage. <laughs> International scoring over the incarceration of Pussy Riot. <laughs> that is sad. Oh my gosh. So yes, you, you're you're correct. That, that bullet speed <laughs> is the is the um, advantage. Do you know the disadvantage? Uh, let's go with uh, damage. <laughs> I have no idea. No, Ben, for the steal. I'll say a long reload time. Uh, also, no. The disadvantage is that the fire rate actually starts out very, very slow, and you have to hold down the trigger to get it up to that oh, speed. Okay, the, the spin-ups, yeah. Yep, spin guns. Uh, next up, Jacobs. Cole. Hmm. Advantage, you are played by Tim Robbins in the movie. Disadvantage, (laughs) tormented by demons. I saw that movie for the first time a couple weeks ago. Really? I thought you'd seen it before. I had not. 
Oh, J- uh, Jacob's Ladder. It's uh, it's 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 amazing. In fact, you need to watch it now because it's getting to Thanksgiving. And I always watch uh, Jacob's Ladder and The Shining around Thanksgiving. Do you not like to be happy around Thanksgiving? <laughs> not Thanksgiving. I mean uh, Halloween. Sorry. That's uh, that's what I mean. I, I've been doing that a lot lately. It's like Thanksgiving. I, 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 I both basically, they're both basically those holidays before Christmas at this point. Let's be honest. Yeah. So, so yeah. Jacob's Ladder goofs. <laughs> and Ben. Um, you can fire as fast as you press the trigger. That is correct. And the disadvantage, uh, you never have a scope on it, usually low ammo size, usually it's a revolver. I, I will give you, you named three, low ammo Low ammo count is correct. So I'll give you both of those. Okay. Nice. All right, that, that, that actually ties us up. So now we move on um, to Hyperion. Cool. You adv- advantage the ancient Greek... Um, realm of verdant fields disadvantage pederasty <laughs> you know too much about things anyway <laughs> uh david it uh advantage the accuracy increases over time well as as you fire correct um disadvantage uh you look like you're firing a laser tag pistol <laughs> low clip size I, I don't know I mean it's kind of built into the uh, the uh, well I won't no uh, Ben huh. uh... so if the accuracy increases as you fire oh, come on <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, a slow fire rate oh dude that, it starts out inaccurate uh, I see I see you know, because if the accuracy increases, then it has to. No, never mind. Anyway, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it'll, it'll, if the accuracy increases from really good to will shoot people you didn't know were there. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the cat in Adventure Time who always knows where you might be. Now, this, this is the third week you've mentioned Adventure Time in a row. <laughs> I've been but, on a tear. <laughs> but that's okay because that show is really awesome. This show horrifies the hell out of me. <laughs> It gets really scary in the third season. <laughs> oh. oh, so next up is um, Dahl, D-A-H-L, Cole. Advantage, you wrote Witches, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and the BFG. <laughs> Disadvantage, most of those movies were awful. <laughs> <laughs> Which one wasn't awful? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is a you know, modern classic. Um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is abysmal. Um, Matilda was okay because it had Danny DeVito. Um, let's see, her witches was bad. It was a hard T on Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um, who, who wants to go? <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's Ben now. Okay. okay. I have to. I think this is the only one I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I have to search for this one. I know that Dole makes the turret that the commando uses. Um, oh, really? Yep. And they made everything and virtually everything in the first game because uh, it was Doll that um, wasn't Doll that initially uh, colonized Pandora. I think that's correct, and I think that's also why you see so many so much Doll branded crap. Exactly. Yeah. Borderlands. So. Oh wait. Um. Oh wait. I know. I know. It's they fire explosive bullets, and but the Ooh, disadvantage. I am sorry. That, that is correct. 
That is? That, that is, is correct. In- no, incorrect. <gasps> so close. All right, so David, you actually have a chance to steal for two points here. The advantage and the disadvantage of Dahl. Advantage, uh, high damage. No. Uh, disadvantage, low bullet speed. <laughs> no and no. I think I, I, I know what brand you guys are thinking of, um, but it's not Dahl. Dahl is the one that has insanely low recoil uh, um, and okay. goes into burst fire mode when you zoom in. Oh, but it doesn't yeah. Have as- it's, uh, um, it's one that looks all like real world weapons. Okay. Yeah, yeah I know what you mean now. Yeah, and uh, so, I mean, there's a couple of good things about it. Like, generally, the good sights, generally, um, it's got very low recoil, and it's got burst fire, which can be a good thing, but also then the, the disadvantage is that your accuracy is not as good at the base level as other weapons. So, no yeah. points. Okay. And may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> so Does that this- mean that I get points if they don't get it? I think... <laughs> Cole gets a thousand points. <laughs> Hooray! You guys better get, you guys better catch up. Uh, uh, um, I think this one is next to last. Um, Malawan. Yes. <laughs> David knows it. Does Cole advantage? Infinite strippers. Disadvantage. Hamburgers. That sounded ominous. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of I'm scared like to eat one. a hamburger yeah. now. You would you would actually like this one called they're modeled after Mac products. Nice, cool. <laughs> but um, the advantage is um, elemental uh, weapons, and Correct. disadvantage is um, well, at least one of the disadvantages is uh, lower damage. Both are correct. Nicely done. All right, Lizard. so. Those are typically the weapons that I end up with. Those are my favorites. <laughs> yeah, you kind of—they—they they do have a low base damage though, which can be really, really annoying. I, I try to keep a submachine gun from each each element in my backpack just for, you know, just to be prepared. But then every time I try to kill something with it, it's like, really, dude? Come on, how long do I have to hold the trigger down over you? Well, no, but. But the if you get the damage, the elemental damage, that'll make up for the lack of damage, the initial damage. It's yeah, a slow but burn. Ben, I, I don't like waiting for things to die. <laughs> <laughs> Although the uh, they they did put a lot of thought into the the death animations for when you when you kill something outright that has elemental damage versus when you just let the elemental damage kill something. Eat it away. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Like yeah. you can you can shoot someone that's burning and kill them and they'll just fall over like they got killed. Or if you let them literally burn to death, then there's a different animation, which I thought was a nice touch. All right, so so final one for Cole slash Ben. <clears throat> Torg, T O R G U E. Torg. I don't know when this became a spelling bee. <laughs> <laughs> Use it in a sentence. <laughs> He was turned into a fine red mist by a Torg submachine gun. No, um, so no Torg. Um, it packs flat for easy shipping. Disadvantage <laughs> will not survive a move. Uh, the IKEA of guns. Actually, that's more TDR. But uh, okay, so Torg Ben. This is what we were thinking of. It fires explosive bullets, but the bullets go very, very slow. That is correct. Yes. <laughs> so Dahl and Torg know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So Ben Ben gets two points on that one, but it's actually not enough to catch up. And David <sighs> win with six points versus Ben's five. Um, First time. <clears throat> Excuse me. Cole is going to win with his thousand points. Hooray! <laughs> 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 Wasn't enough to catch Man, second place. It's like, it's like you guys didn't even play this game. <laughs> That was episode number 166 of Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This, a podcast about video games. I'm going to make this quick because the last couple have been pretty long. So I'm going to give you uh, basic homework. Go to duckfeed.tv. There you can find our show, all of our past shows. Do a search. uh, See if we talked about a game you like. We probably have. See if we talked about a game you don't like. Probably have. See if you agree with us. You probably won't. Um, <laughs> you can also subscribe to us on iTunes, leave a rating or review, all of that rigmarole. Uh, duck, duckfeed.tv slash tip jar. Uh, there you can use our Amazon affiliate link. Uh, Christmas is a creeping up on us. And if you're going to be buying anything uh, for a loved one or for yourself through the uh, rainforest, use that a hated a little one. kickback. Or for a hated one. If you're going to send a letter bomb to somebody, don't do that. We're not saying you should do that. If you do, give us money. Exactly. It's, it's, it's a foregone conclusion. There's, <laughs> if, if there's no stopping it. There's no reason one of us can't benefit. Um, no. Unless the letter bomb is coming to us, in which case we really advocate not doing it. I'm getting a P.O. box. Um, so anyway, <laughs> anyway um, that's a way to monetarily support the network and the show. Uh, it's 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 blowing up. Uh, but otherwise, <laughs> I see. I, I, <laughs> um, no, you can go to uh, iTunes, do all that kind of stuff. Follow me on Twitter. Cole Ross, K-O-L-E-R-O-S-S. Dennis? At D-Furia, D-F-U-R-I-A. Ben, where's your toot? At Merkelizer. Yeah. And uh, David, are you ready to share yours? Uh, Moneysmith777. Awesome. And uh, yeah, I think that is it. Did I, did I forget anything, fellas? Aside from I think we just need listening. to pause and make note. Money Smith has Twitter. <laughs> well, and also David's one above the devil. <laughs> well, 111 above the devil. Yeah. Actually, under, um, under um, the, the numerology, uh, 666 uh, being one, uh, six being one less than uh, so. uh, perfection was you know symbolic of satan whereas 777 being uh 3 and 7 being perfect numbers was um symbolic of the divine define perfect number they were considered to symbolize completeness um a, per- a perfect number um it does it have something to do with roots uh, it's, I, I, the I sum mean, of its, its factors add to the number so um yeah so we gave you homework and then we actually did homework on the show that means it's time <laughs> to go my name is Cole Ross Dennis Furia David Mysmith. Ben Merkel. And keep on mapping.